Subject: A Criminal <laughs> Minds podcast. I'm Kelsey Paul. I'm Kelly McMaster's Parsons. What if we did the whole podcast talking like that? Yeah, like NPR style, just like really even tone. It wouldn't really be us like that. It wouldn't be us, and honestly, it would be like, it wouldn't hard be to keep up. It would Cassie's be really hard loud to noises keep up over here. That's all right. Whatever. She just dropped scissors. Safe. Okay. Very safe. Very safe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, hey guys, hey. welcome back. Hello. We are here into season four, not episode six. Why did it queue up episode six? <laughs> I was like, thinking you've... that description didn't look right. You <laughs> skipped quite ahead. We're watching season four, episode three today. Minimal loss. Minimal loss. Yes. This is more of the description I was looking for. Yeah. Um, okay. Full disclosure, we're very excited to watch this episode. Yeah. Because we really yeah. like it. But I'm, I'm sure when we watch it, you'll understand why. Yeah, but then I was thinking about it this morning. And what if this is one of those episodes that we watch back a second time and it's not as good as we thought it was? I'm really hoping that's not the case because it's a cult episode. And I it just is. love cults so much. It is. That yeah. that might carry it through. Like this is right. Up I don't even alley. care. It is. I also love that Princess and Reed are undercover in the cult. Yes. So there's a lot of elements here. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of elements. We learn that pretty soon on. So yeah, Um, but yeah, anything that we need to discuss at the top Um, of the episode before we just dive right in? You know, I'm not sure. I can't think of anything. Um, I can't think of anything either. I think we should just like do the quickest and most efficient transition we've done probably (laughs) in months. <laughs> and just get into we're it. We're not even close to ten minutes. We're in. not even close to the ten minute mark, and we're yes. already like, let's play the episode. What are we waiting I, for? I let's, guess we'll watch the show. I, I let's don't know. watch this show. Sadie, what are you doing? Oh, time for a Sadie moment. Sorry. Do you she- guys miss me interacting with Sadie? <laughs> well, and Sadie would start licking me. Do you guys miss that? <laughs> <laughs> I miss it a little. <laughs> That's incredible because I feel like. The fact that you even want to be around her says so much about your personal growth that you've had with you dogs. Know, I think it's not dogs. It's, it's dog. Dog. <laughs> dog and dog. dog. There's two dogs I tolerate yeah. very much in yeah. this life. Yeah. Sadie's one of them. And she's very proud to be one of them for sure. She is. Yeah. She looks like she's about to make an escape. I don't know what she's doing. <gasps> Whatever. Sadie it's, Bell. It's none of our your Smoochie, concern. as I learned today. Listen. <laughs> Isn't Smoochie like a... Is there like a horror film where Smoochie's the villain? What? First of all, you're know. asking the wrong person because <laughs> I do not watch horror films. Well, you watched all those horror films this year for the first time. We watched two horror films. <laughs> we watched <laughs> Haunting in Connecticut and we watched Silence of the Lambs. 
And didn't it. you watch the Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, we watched like a portion of that. That was on TV. And oh. it, like we, Stephen put it on and we watched it for maybe five minutes. And I just the whole time was like, this is absolutely terrible. And Stephen was like, see, <laughs> you can watch these. They're so bad. They're not scary. And I was like, yes, yeah. but like. The point is, is that they are bad. So why would I want to watch them? (laughs) Why put yourself through it? Why put myself through it? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So anyway. Well, we've managed to burn through a couple more minutes. I think that... I think it's time to start. I I think we should just do it because we're excited. Yeah, let's do it. We're excited about this episode. We freaking love... Well, I love cults. You're usual about them. (laughs) I was thinking about that because I I was thinking like wow like I because I knew how excited you were when I reminded you that this was the episode we were going to be watching and I was like this is just so up her alley because she just freaking loves cults and I was like I also love cults but definitely (laughs) not to the degree that you do like I find them absolutely fascinating and I will bonkers I will consume a good like cult documentary for sure but I don't I don't seek them out, I feel like, the way that you maybe seek yeah, them out. Yeah, I do really seek cult content. I did, I did listen to Cults, the podcast, on your recommendation. Yeah. Not the whole thing. Neither of us stuck with that one. <laughs> it got to be a lot. I couldn't deal with it, it anymore. Did. But um, I was into it for what it was. So, yeah. You know? Well, let's do let's it. Do let's it look at a fictional cult. Through the Criminal let's. Minds universe. All right. Um, I'm going to press play in three. Two, one, play. This is special, a special report. Report from La Plata. A separatarian. Oh, you're a little ahead of me. Ranch standoff. Let me pause. You're not watching this guy. Let's hope it's not the latter as we wait. Explodes. Oh nope. Yeah, you're ahead of me. I paused and Jim, and I hit play. This? And then it fades to black. Three, Three days, days earlier. earlier. Boom. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we've had an explosion. Oh, a girl. Ew. He comes and lays with me and says it's God's will. Ew. I'm only 15. Okay. So we're we listening. We got ourselves a sexual predator. Yeah. So we were listening to what I think is like a 911 call from inside this compound. Our unsub's not really an unsub, but his name is Benjamin Cyrus. Yeah. Which is such a creepy name. He's practicing polygamy. <laughs> yep. Um. And the local cop is so nonchalant. Watch the road, lady. Watch the road. Is she a local cop or is she child protective services? Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, I don't know. So they're going. We got Reed and Prentice going undercover, joining this cult. See, she's it's literally the first thing. I didn't ruin anything. You're right. You didn't. I think that she's child protective services because they are. Okay. They're going undercover as also part of child protective services so Uh um so they're pulling up to this like compound situation it's in the it's in the middle of nowhere where was Um, it colorado yeah somewhere in colorado um reed looks so sleazy his hair is slicked back which is weird he looks like robert kardashian so here is benjamin cyrus who is played by the late Luke Perry of 90210 fame. He's dead? Yeah, he died like couple, last year, I think. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Very unexpectedly. He's rocking a creepy goatee. He is. Ro- he looks creepy. Like, they did a good job of making him creepy. 
Because I don't, he's not someone that I automatically look at and think, oh, he's creepy. But right. They, like, but he does have a cult leader look. He, that he it, can. They nailed the cult leader yeah. thing here. Yeah. He's just chilling. He's reading the Bible. He's just, you know, being himself out and there. And he's, he's talking about how they're self-sufficient. They got their own electricity, their own water. They're using solar power. And Reed's like, that's yeah. cool. Like, good for you. God and helps like, those who help themselves. And he's like, thank you, man. So already Reed's trying to get on his good side for, like, telling yep. him how impressed he is. All right. We are in the compound. There's What's-Her-Face. She's in um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes. And She's then the, the mom is Luke's sister in Gilmore Girls. Oh. Doula. It's Not Doula, Liz. Girl. Liz, but yeah. her daughter is Doula. I was just thinking about Doula the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I dreamt about Doula. I don't know. So they're talking to this girl and her mom, and the girl's like, "Everything's fine. Like we go to school. Like whatever." And they're yeah. like, "Why are you here?" And Emily's like, "Well, we got this phone call from someone who says it's not fine. <laughs> so is that you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you being inappropriately touched?" Ew, she's married to yeah, Cyrus. Yeah, she goes, she goes, all right, Cyrus boom, boom, is my husband, and he's also he's a the prophet. prophet. It's an honor to bear his children. All right, we've Ew. got ourselves a broken law right here. End it now, but we don't. We no. go on for 40 more minutes. And so Reed says Oh, she that, gave consent. It's yeah, 15 the, the age of consent in the, Colorado. Well, the mom, it. no, they need parental consent oh. under the age of 16 or something. So the mom gave consent. Now there's just a bunch of dudes with guns. Patting them down. stormed into the room. Something about a raid, and yeah, they're like, "There's a raid. and they're <laughs> Reed and Prentice are just like they're like, "What wide the fuck are like, you talking about?" I don't know about. what's happening. So then and we then see two trucks, black or SUVs, SUVs pull up. with SWAT, oh, and big boy. guns. We're got we've got ourselves a Waco situation. It's very quickly become a Waco situation. Someone on the inside who's like trying to be all cool. People on the outside not being cool. Yeah. So they're coming up and they're like coming out to the. Outside they got of the, the like the big stick the, thing that breaks in the doors. The What's battering ram, yeah, <laughs> the big stick thing that breaks in the doors. I couldn't remember the name. I knew you would. <laughs> All, All right, right, so we, they were in the so school. In. And there's no one in there. So now they're going into a different building, but they we can't get in. We were just in the school. Where'd they go? There, where did they go? Oh, we found a hatch in a tunnel. <laughs> a tunnel. Oh, of course. Boy, we learned from Waco that tunnels don't end well. No, they sur- surely don't. But All also, right. why you got weird ass tunnels, dude? Because if you're a cult, you got to have tunnels. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> so, All right, we got cult snipers up cult on the roof. Cult members are shooting at and the SWAT shooting. team. They shot first. We've made this clear. This is clear that they clear shot first. Clear as day. Yes. We're that's not Waco Im- in this at all. I was going to say, that's an important detail when you're talking yeah. about cult sieges. Yep. Okay. So everybody's like in this basement bunker thing. Yeah. And they and all gather. They're like, have They're faith. like in a tunnel. And with a bunch it, of like guns and stockpiles and stuff. Yeah, it's like an arsenal. And Emily's looking around like, oh shit. Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> yeah. The CPS agent is like freaking out. She's not an FBI right? agent. Well, and she's like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? I just came here to like rescue some kids. I'm not here to be like a victim in an like a SWAT team yeah. barrage. So part of the SWAT team is like pinned down at this one part of the building and now Cyrus is saying, like, ceasefire. He's going to pull All a right. David Koresh and go out the front door. Yep. 
there is there is absolutely so many connections to Waco just like right <gasps> off the bat. CPS All right. lady goes Nancy. to talk to Cyrus. She's going out the front and they won't let Emily follow oh, after her. Oh, she's going to get shot. She is going to get shot. She's going to get shot so soon because I don't remember her being in this episode yeah, at all. For sure. So Cyrus is yelling and he's saying ceasefire and then they, oh, she gets shot so fast. She gets like, shot. There's no delay there. So she <laughs> got like, shot. I'm here to talk to you. Yeah. Pew. Well, she came up to say, like, let me out. Like, I can talk to them. Like, I work for the government also. But she gets shot before she can do anything. And Emily is oh. like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't do. Don't have a shootout with the cops. You're and Cyrus is like, we didn't start this. And it's like, oh, but you did, though, buddy. Like, yeah, you, shot you, first. you shot first. Uh-oh. SWAT guy just goes straight through a glass door and hops out. Yeah, oh, dude. and then he and gets then shot. And then he's shot. People are getting shot left and right. It's Aren't pretty they crazy. literally covered in Kevlar? Yeah, but not everywhere. Yeah, I guess. I guess also, sneaking through the side. I think the idea is that if you get, sh- even if you get shot like straight in your bullet- bulletproof vest, like that still hurts yeah, like a motherfucker. Hurts. So you're yeah, probably still gonna you're fall still, down. Your body is still stopping a bullet. Force. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. After the SWAT's a big gonna pull back. dramatic pull back. showdown, the SWAT is pulling back and they're letting them clear their like wounded from the area. Yeah. So we've had a little bit of a ceasefire situation. But we're still all pointing our guns at each yes, other. It's still AKA our symbolic wangs. Our symbolic wangs. So much has <laughs> happened and we just got that to the credits. The most intense first ten minutes of it. Holy shit. I love it. Already it is living up to my expectations. Absolutely. So Emily and Reed are undercover in a bunker in a cult. The lady they came there with is dead. They don't know what's going on. Shit's wild. Like, Who shit knows is wild. There. I guess they all know. This is work. The team they must know that they're, know there. That they're there. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. Hotch has to send them in. This is a job. In. I don't know. Yeah, they're not, like, just like, let's go on a side job. <laughs> to this all right, where are we going to be? We're at Quantico. you? In Quantico. This is going to be a, is this going to be a uh, flashback situation? Nope. Is it? Oh, we, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so we are. JJ turns on the news oh, and she's like. And they're letting her beautiful pregnant body show. They are. This isn't a flashback because she's saying, look what happened. Like, this turned into a shootout and Emily and Reed are and still in there. Morgan, so Morgan. Like, oh, get the fuck out here! All right. Everybody emerges. And we're all watching the looking news. Looking all stunned as shit. And we're like, what the fuck happened? How did this get to this place? What's happening? Yep. <laughs> All right. And so, of course, we're <laughs> going to hop on all, the jet. Wheels up in 30. They didn't we, say it yet, but. We got to we gotta get there. We got to intervene. Yep. Um, okay, oh, so. A, a six-month weapons investigation. Yes. And so, JJ says, she's like, we checked and, like, told, and, like, there were no other agencies that, like, said that they had an investigation going on. So, they lied to the FBI. The ATF did because uh-huh. they did have an Someone investigation. Someone was running for something. Uh, Attorney General was running for re-election, or the governor was, and so he didn't yeah, want it they, to come out. Yeah. Typical, typical, typical. <gasps> Politics, am I right? All right, it's called All right. Liberty Ranch. Oh, and they're libertarians. It's a bunch of libertarians. It's a bunch of Ron mm. Swanson's running around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so, so then how did we become a religious cult? Right. 
because it's an interesting thing. Uh, Rossi, uh, it's our current leader. He introduced religion when the uh, the libertarian guy died or left or whatever. Uh, okay, so we've got this weird oh, he's libertarian. That's where he is. Religious hybrid happening. Um. Okay. Um, he's in jail for tax evasion. Typical. Typical libertarian. Don't like Typical to pay their taxes. Typical libertarian. Pay your taxes. That's your membership fee for living in this beautiful nation. Okay, libertarians. <laughs> so they're going to bring the original <gasps> cult leader to the scene because they're thinking maybe he can, like, talk some sense into this situation. Yeah. Well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. But, I mean, good try. If I know theory. anything about cults, it's whoever the leader is that really turns it, they cannot be. They cannot be talked like, down. They cannot be changed. Yep. Uh all right, so Ooh, we've had a couple. Daddy have gone to God. So we've had a couple of cult members die already. Um, obviously, we've had the CPS lady die, so we've already got yeah. fatalities. Of course, Cyrus is going around telling everybody like, "You just have to have faith, and like, yeah. God will protect God us. Will protect blah, us because we have solar panels. <laughs> he believes <laughs> in free energy. <laughs> he gave us the sun." He gave us the sun. It's all I need. All right. All so right. the, the team, team has here. arrived. I'm getting, you know what I'm getting lots of vibes from is the train episode where that with walking into this oh, tent yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Like it's like the same yeah. thing. It is similar, like hostage Yes. Who knows what's going so, on. So Hotch is asking Rossi to do the hostage negotiation. Oh, interesting. Um, and he says, yeah, but you're like the act, like the head agent here. Like, shouldn't you yeah. be the one that's and doing it? And you're the hostage negotiator. And he's, yeah, you're also a hostage negotiator. And he says, yeah, but um, oh, you're the you best man for the job. The moves. Right. And we need to predict what Prentice and Reed are doing on the inside as well. Right. So he, so basically. Because they're a help. That Rossi is going with. to profile Reed and Emily to figure out what they're going to do. Okay. That, that one guy in the suit was in the Drew Carey show. Oh, really? Yeah. Or was he's it Dharma the Greg? He's the It's Dharma and Greg. You just, preview, just yeah. previewed my fun facts <laughs> a little bit. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I know. Okay. So, the other guy also looks familiar. So this is the attorney general that we've met. So Hosh is, ha- is pissed because he's like, why the fuck would you lie and not tell us that there was an investigation going yeah. on? Like, I sent my agents in there. Like, what the fuck? Yep. Um, All right, we're, we're talking to Dan. We're talking to Dan, who looks like he... Uh, he was at Waco oh, and okay. Ruby Ridge. Okay, okay. So he must so be... he's just bred for this. He must be HRT, which I can't remember what HRT stands for, but it's like... The Hormone F- replacement therapy? No, but it's the... It's, <laughs> HRT is like... I don't remember, but it's basically the FBI version of SWAT. Hot, rad team. Hot, rad team. Um, so he's saying that, like, he's prepared to kind of go in there guns blazing and, like, shoot out the windows and stuff. Okay. And Rossi's well, like, nope, let's not do that yet. Didn't we learn from those other two incidents? Oh, there goes the title of the episode. He says, this is, we're going to be, do this as a minimal loss scenario, which is, you have to assume that you're not going to be able to save everybody, but you're going to try to s- save as many as you can. Yep. Cults are structured like pyramids. Yes, they are. So Morgan's going to draw but us like a handy really diagram. Weird pyramids because the top is very much just the top. It's like a dot over a line. More very a weird like pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um. So trickle Morgan. flow gush. Ew. <laughs> 
title of your sex tape. G- dude, gush is another gross word. Like, we talked about fluids last week. Gush is also a gross word. How's that make you feel about the delicious candy gushers? Pretty gross, to be honest. Sprinkle <laughs> flow gush. Ew. Um, okay, so they're talking about their strategy. Basically, they're saying that the people that are at the bottom of the pyramid, like just your run-of-the-mill followers, those are the ones that they can save. Because the people right, in the middle... it's going to trickle, flow, and gush. It's going to trickle, flow, and gush. Because the people in the middle are too close to the top, and they're like indoctrinated as fuck so they're not yep. gonna come willingly all right yep. so we've got cyrus right, we on got the a, phone. We're a phone situation here um so- rossi right? rossi's we gonna talk rossi to him to and so rossi's gonna you know try to empathize and try to like build a rapport yeah like no one's gonna get hurt we don't want anyone to get hurt our people died your people died let's just uh be cool and like end this or whatever yeah and he's like, we sent the state police away. Like, how about we just end this now? And Cyrus is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to talk about our beliefs. Yeah. So, of course, Cyrus is trying to paint this as like a religious thing, saying that they don't agree right. with their religion. And Rossi's like, we don't give a fuck about your religion, but we are pretty concerned about the guns that you have in there. Right. And also and the, the child that brides that you have. <laughs> That's also <laughs> yeah. a major concern for us. And one of the child brides is dead. Yes. Um, they're saying, so that's, they say it's Nancy, Nancy which is the CPS lady. Um, oh, she's not a child bride. No, she's the CPS lady. Yeah. Um, well, all right. So they're going to say they're going to need supplies. Like, we, need to spl- we need supplies. And, and Rossi says that he will we'll bring cool them. for like the evening. Rossi's going to bring the supplies himself at first light. Yep. And he's going to also just, like, make sure everybody's okay. Right. Well, so. also, like, when you're in there, like, you can't give away that you know Reed and Prentice. Right. Because so you have to just, like, you're FBI. You have to, like, FBI. you have to go in and just do, like, a broad sweep of the room, but not, like, immediately, like, look at them. Because then it's right. going to be like, oh, why do you look at them so quickly? <laughs> yep. Um, How do you know who those two are? Exactly. Um... So they're going to put a little bug in his ears, and they're hoping that they'll be able to hear some conversation. So here he comes. He's driving yeah. up. And they're trusting that, like, Reed and Prentice, like, when the bugs get left behind, Reed and Prentice will understand. Know that that has happened. Right. And get them talking. So we're really depending on the team's dynamic at this point. Like, right. to be, to have faith and, and to they know. they just, like, understand each other. Right. That they, like, know what to do. They're on the same page. And that basically they can communicate with each other without actually having to physically do it. Yeah. So here he comes with a box of shit. There's blood yeah, on the mostly wall. mostly saltines. Because <laughs> that's what you There's want. There's the battering ram. We left it behind. That's what you want in the middle of a siege is a bunch of saltines. Yep. All right, Rossi walks in. And he's like, come on in, friend. And so in come Rossi. They put their guns down. And he hands them the box. And And Cyrus. He's right in the chapel. Cyrus looks. He's getting a pat down. Yep. So everybody's kind of looking around. Hanging out in the chapel. Just like reading. Oh, got to throw that that battering ram away. The battering ram is a character in this episode. (laughs) It is. (laughs) All right. Everybody's just hanging out in the chapel. Yep. So okay, we guests. see we see Reed and Emily, so everything's fine. Rossi doesn't give it away. He doesn't. 
Um, and Rossi says, like, I'm hoping that you'll let me take the kids with you. And he, they're like, nope, they're going to stay here. And he says, this isn't Waco. So we're getting a lot of Waco yeah. references, obviously. Right. It's, like, very heavy-handedly. Very Waco. heavy-handedly. Yeah. Um. So oh. Rossi's trying I, to get him to mm-hmm. trust him. And he's like, trust is earned. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Tell and them he's, I'm not crazy. Yeah. He's just a man just a living man by, living God's, by law. God's law. Sure, dude. And he shakes Rossi's hand. Handshake and out the door. Out the door. Okay, but this is good. Prepare Prepare the wine. The wine. Jug wine. Because that's absolutely what you want is a bunch of jug wine in the middle of a siege. Yep. So he's passing out wine. Yes, a different cult reference. Um, so Emily is profiling Jessica, the girl they interviewed, and they're like, there's no way she's the one that called 911 because she is, like, way into him. Like, totally, like, enamored, like, totally, like, buying what he's selling is not even questioning it. But her mom is, like, hovering at her and, like, trying to, like, get in her face. And Reed and Emily are noticing that. And they're like, she's like like, physically stands between physically trying to put herself between them. And it's like, huh, she's the only one who doesn't like look at him. Right. Like, and she's the only one, the only one who didn't drink, didn't drink. So they all and the little kids, the kids, baby, the kids are also drinking. Everybody's drinking jug wine, except for the mom, except for Liz from Gilmore Girls. She does not drink the wine. So clearly she is the one that called 911. Right, like, we've all, we've connected those. Dots. Obviously, the team hasn't yet, really, but we have. No. <laughs> yep. Okay. So Did he just said that they drank poison. Jug- <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. So the jug wine was poisoned, which is like cult shade to black one oh one. Yeah, yeah. If okay. you're in a cult and you have a communal drink, like you can pretty much guarantee there's poison in there. Yep. Like. And now we're gonna read a scripture. Yeah, sure. Okay, Dave. Like L- Liz is just like fuck you, Dave. <laughs> and so Rossi is Rossi like doesn't really believe right. it's mass suicide. Right. Well, because he says like he didn't profile that way, like the suicidal right. he was thing. Calm, yeah, and lucid. Morgan's like he, he just said. Point yeah, yet. he was like. He just said out loud that there's poison. But all poison. the followers are freaking out a well, little yeah. bit. And Emily's like, and what Prentice do we do? And Reed are just like, ah, what? Mm, what? And Reed, Reed's like, he's bluffing. Yeah, so Reed agrees with Rossi that he's bluffing. Right. And he's like, he waits for them to react. Some guy has a notebook. So yep. they're keeping track. So basically, of like they're how keep, people react. They're keeping track of the ones that freak out and the ones that don't, because the ones that don't list. are loyal, and the ones that freak out are second guessing the whole situation. Yep. Um, yep. And then we referenced Jim Jones. Yep. Of course, we did you a can't, test run. You can't. We're gonna knock all the cult leaders off the list. Absolutely. Um, that's right. So now he's yelling scripture at them about how the devil is their enemy. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> He chooses who he may devour. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for signs of weakness. Prentice. So. The like facial expressions on Reed and Prentice this episode are so good. The face acting is just incredible at this point. Yep. All right. Now, everybody okay. is aware it was just regular old jug wine. Well, yeah, because they would have got... been dead by now. They're not dead. <laughs> well, um, maybe not. Poison's not necessarily oh, that fast. Oh, boy. 
So here's <laughs> our OG cult Kenny leader. Loggins? <laughs> He's got a Kenny Loggins, <laughs> Charles Manson kind of vibe happening here. <laughs> Yeah. Mouthy little bitch. son of a bitch about Cyrus. <laughs> oh. Um just like um what's his name? Koresh, he left the compound and came back later. Yep. And so he says that I'm a libertarian. When uh, when but those girls are too young? Do libertarians like young kids? That's no, not a trait of no, libertarian. No, you just missed totally what he just said. So when he, what? when, what's his face? When Cyrus was 17, a bunch of girls in the compound came to this guy and was like, he keeps messing with us. Like, he won't leave us alone. And so he was saying, he was like, I kicked him out because, like, those girls were too young for him. And, like, I wasn't going to put up with that. So this why guy. Why did he say I'm a libertarian? Because he's a, I don't know why what it has to do with being fucking <laughs> because libertarian. libertarians love to tell you they're libertarians. They're just yeah, they just love to tell you that they are libertarians. Like he's basically like, I'm a libertarian. I believe in every in doing whatever you fucking want, but you don't yeah. fuck with children. Apparently, by okay. the libertarian okay. code. There we go. All right, we're finally to Garcia. Who yeah, I feel like we should have been using this whole time. Way ahead of you, honey. Um, so. But he's also saying that Mulgrew, which is the he- the the first cult leader, he also had a bunch of rape charges. So he's not exactly yeah. a stand up citizen yeah, by any no. means. But apparently, but then, he like found once a- he got to prison, he was like fine. Oh, he's dying he, like, of HIV. A good dude. He read to prisoners who were dying of HIV. Oh, God he's damn not it. dying of HIV. <laughs> he's a model citizen in prison, though. He found religion, which is like he well, knows don't what happens all. to child molesters in prison. You get shanked. You touch a kid, you're going to get a shank. <laughs> All right, so JJ, that. JJ is going to release a press thing saying that there's no proof of sexual allegations because, like, yeah, that's supposed to, like, calm Benjamin down, apparently. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no. And so the news just announces out loud that there are undercover FBI agents in the compound, which totally Yikes. fucks everything up. That's which, like, not great. What now the we got to figure out who they are. Although yep. they're going to know who they are. Because they're going to immediately the know. Agents. They're the only two strangers in the whole place. <laughs> well, so which he, one of you is He it? goes down and he asks Emily and Reed. He's like, which one of you is it? And he points a gun and he oh, says, which one is the think F- it's only one of them? Because I guess the source was wrong. I don't know. They uh, just said that there was one. Maybe, it, yeah. So, of course, Emily and Reed are going to play dumb. And they're going to be like, what are you talking about? And so he points a gun at Reed. And Reed just keeps it cool and calm. Prentice is going to, she's going to take yep. it. Yeah. And she, so she says, says me, it's, it's me. me. Which is like, of course she is. Because she's going to sacrifice herself for Reed. Oh, and Reed, like, glare, was like, Reed gives her doing? a like bug eye look of like what the fuck? Oh, and then he uh, grabs he her by grabs the hair, hair and pulls I know her he's away. Dragging her away. They're gonna beat her up. Oh no! Why is it like un? Why is that what the noise is? Not like ugh, ugh, but un. It's bu- un. Un. <laughs> un. All right. Okay. Now he's gonna rough her. He's up. gonna beat her up. This is and the so, second time we've had to see Prentice get beat up in like Yeah, she's got she her gets ass beat up in season bit. 3. And so she's 
the whole thing is bugged. Oh my god! You oh <laughs> slammed her into a freaking mirror. It was clearly a stunt double too for a second. So the team oh can gosh, hear all sm- of this. She's just smacking her around. It's really sad because Morgan and Ross, Rossi and Hotch are all listening. And you can tell that they're just like, this fucking sucks. Like, I don't want to listen to her get beat up. She's antagonizing him. She's talking to us. She's telling us not to come in. So she's she's saying, I can take it. I can take it. Yep. Un. (laughs) Un. So, yeah. So Emily is being the badass that she is. She absolutely could have, like, killed him with her bare hands by well, now exactly that's the thing is like she doesn't fight back because right. like, like if she does really thinks an fbi agent isn't gonna be able to fight him well and that's right. the thing like she hasn't admitted to being an fbi agent so it's right. like it's part she's partially keeping her cover or attempting to no by she not did she said back. it's her she did yeah she goes me it's me that's how you knew it was her kelsey oh right <laughs> <laughs> well anyway liz is taking care of her Yes, Liz. And they're having those, uh, like, a knowing moment. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know what a- Liz's name is in this show. I don't either, so we're going to call her Liz. So yeah. she says it would take a brave woman to defy him. So clearly it's like, I know it And she kind of looks around frightened. Yep. Like and she's going to be found out. And then he's at the first aid kit taking care of his fist from beating up that lady. But he's like, he looks like he's wiping it with one of those like wipes you get at a rib restaurant afterwards to like, <laughs> like a wet nap, like to wipe your face off. Yeah. 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 Um, um, all right. So Reed has come up with a backstory mm-hmm. and just like, is like, I didn't know. That she was in the FBI, I blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and he says, like, oh, I worked with Nancy, the CPS lady, for four years. Like, she's never lied to me. Um, so yeah. he's he's going to he's gonna try to build back some of that rapport and trust by making yeah. it seem like he had no idea what was going on. And also, like, how most, he's saying most uh, sexual abuse allegations against small religious groups are false. Right. So he's, so he's going to really sit there. The trust. Yeah. And he's, he's going to play the, I am like the coolest CPS agent that ever walked, which is yeah. like, it, and he's just trying to make it seem like, yeah, dude, I'm on your side. Like, yeah. Like you should test the FBI agents when they call you back next time. Yep. And they're like, yeah, but they don't know that, you know, so like try and quiz them and see if they, um, Tell them that you'll release a kid and you won't harm the agent. And if they really care, they'll have to tell you that she is an agent. So, yeah, he's he's playing now. Reed is like playing the like double agent, like making it seem like he's on their side. But really, he's obviously communicating with the team, but they don't know that because they don't know that the team's listening. (laughs) So and now this other guy is saying that some people have been thinking about leaving the cult. It's like, of course, got to drink the real poison right now. Wake the baby. Let them meet the orphan that they've made. So he is going to so release gonna one child. The, the child, child that they drank just, the jug wine. But also the child that they just keep referring to as the baby. Like she doesn't have or a name. the orphan. Like, yeah, it's like, get the baby. <laughs> um. So, of course, he call or they call and he says, like, you need to give me the identity of the FBI agent and I'll let a kid out. Yeah. I'm not sure why they need to give the identity. What I'm not sure what's happening here. He just he wants it's like a power trip thing, I think, to just I know guess, yeah. that it's who he thinks it is. So they let the there little comes girl the out. Girl. And so they're gonna go pick her up. She better not end up dead. She doesn't, I don't think. 
she's got a cute little dress on. She is very cute. Oh, she's going to get scooped by Morgan. Oh, that's like, a way to be scooped. I was going to say, that is the dream, oh, is yeah. to just be scooped by that. Shamar Moore. <laughs> like, and then have your arms around his neck. Could you imagine? Yeah. He must smell Trust so good. Trust is earned. Okay, okay, so he tells them Emily's name. Yep. Um, and that... Oh, right, right. Because they don't know that they're listening. That's right. Right, so this was right. a way... So it was a game. It was a game, but it was also... It was a way for Rossi to build that trust because and he didn't lie. And also for Spencer's cover to be put right. more intact. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, so I'm back on. The I team. So the team is, yeah, like working together to... All right, so they're back in the chapel, and he's calling out people's names. And so they have to stand when they get their name called. And Emily's like, oh, he looks pissed off. Like, what the fuck? She's like, don't worry yeah. about it. I have a black eye. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. My face is covered in She's scratches like, and blood, but I'm I don't care. an absolute badass. Reed is don't worry about it. horrified. Well, this okay, Reed now feels the people bad. who failed the loyalty test are getting their names called. Yep. They're gonna have to drink poison jug wine. So Reed is saying that they have or to figure out. Or they're just gonna get shot. Yeah, I don't know. Reed is saying that they have to figure out a way to signal the team the right time to come in. Um, So Emily's getting taken out of the room. Yep. And now he's okay, saying those- everybody that's standing has to report to the front hallway. So out they go. Oh, he kicked them out. Them go. He says, here's your luggage. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Yep. So out they come and they're all just walking away. There's a bunch okay. of them. I'd be, I'd be happy if I were one of them. I'd be like, I got what I wanted. So he calls back and he says, we will surrender at noon tomorrow. And he says, we can discuss the details at 7 a.m. And Rossi's like, super. Mm-hmm. And then he He's asks like, cool, for we'll all be dead by 7 a.m. And he asks for fried chicken with all the fixins. And Rossi's like, whatever, okay. dude. And yeah. so the Why'd other. You let them go. You guys like, yeah. And then he tries to get Reed to leave because he's like, you're not one of us. Get the fuck out. Dude, but Dave trusts Reed more than he trusts this right-hand man. He totally does. He's totally, he's drinking the Reed Kool-Aid and he just believes everything yeah. that Reed's saying. <laughs> yep. Um, so so he's saying that they were not worthy of witnessing the true final sacrifice. So once again, Reed is talking to the team and he's saying, like, time is running out. Like, the suicide pact is coming. Like, it is going to happen. Yep. And so it's they got to do something about it. It's imminent. Okay. Um, so, so they're saying. They're, they can't drug the food. They literally just, they have to go in. Yep. Um, so they're saying they need a diversion. And so they say, Cyrus brought up Waco. We need some Humvees. Humvees. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get some Humvees. Um, okay. So. Okay. So we're concerned about Prentice and Reed knowing what they need to do. Well, right. They have to be ready at three yes. in the morning. So they have to. Yeah. So basically 
Because Morgan's like, aren't you worried about the diehards like going crazy? And Hotch is like, that's not my main concern. My main concern is making sure that Reed and Emily are prepared for when it's going to happen. Because they then can help on the inside, like getting the innocent mm-hmm. people out of the way. So like they need to know when it's coming. So he writes a message on the inside of one of the food containers. Yeah. It says new owners open till 3 a.m. Yep. And he like underlines 3 a.m. So yeah. So Reed so. or uh, Emily's like laying in a room. And <laughs> I don't know if she. Oh, she's trying to like speak because they have like the sound thing. Yeah. So they at can her, hear so her. Yeah. She's like, if you can hear me. Yeah. Blah, 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 so blah. So they're saying, OK, Prentice is talking to us. And she's like, if you have. I'm going to get the women and children down to the tunnel. But I need to know when you're coming. And so now they got to figure out a way How to let her send know. Send a message back. Paper airplane. Paper so she just keeps repeating her message, which is that she needs to know when they're coming. So Morgan, send it back. how do we send it back with the laser Three taps? Light. Oh right, beep beep beep. So Morgan has a gun with a scope <laughs> with a on it light. with a laser light, and so he puts it gun. on the back wall. And she goes, "Okay, what time?" And so he's going to click it three, three times. Three. And she goes three a.m. And then he like nods it, so it's like yes, yes. understood. Okay. All right, then, FBI. Yeah, like they're really killing it with their like nonverbal this communication. This episode is really holding up. The teamwork is beautiful in this episode. It's so beautiful. Okay, right, so Reed sees the 3 a.m. message. Yes. So he knows now that it's 3 a.m. So everybody's on the same page. And Cyrus okay. tells Reed, he's like, you can go if you want. Like, you don't have to be a part of this. And he's like, um. And Reed's like, I'm, I'm going to hang out. <laughs> so you need to tell your story. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And Cyrus is like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you're a good dude, I guess. Yep. All right. And we make our final preparation. Yeah, so he says all of our non-loyalists Big old have box left. of dynamite. Dynamite. Well, that's a Not special poison. surprise. Okay. Okay. So Liz. So Prent- Liz has just approached Prentice with, with some water. Of Wawa. And she's like, here, take this to drink. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's the best water you've ever had. We've we've made it from our own pee because we're fully (laughs) self-sufficient. And then she's like, you made that 911 call. Cyrus is planning a mass suicide. Get the kids in the tunnel, okay? And Liz is like, "Ah, shit. And she's like, this is all my (laughs) fault. Like, if I hadn't made that call, like, none of this would have happened. And Emily's like, girlfriend, like, you were trying to protect your daughter. Like, you're, you did the right thing. Like, this could not be farther from your fault. (laughs) Yeah. He married them in secret. Yep. And so she said, like, she was freaked out by it, but, you know, she was afraid that her daughter wouldn't come with her if she tried to leave, which it's like, obviously she wouldn't because she is, like, fully in it. (laughs) Like, she's, she's immersed. (laughs) So so she tells her her that the kids, women in the tunnel by three a.m. Oh, her name's Jessica. Okay. No, the daughter's name is Jessica. Oh, I don't know what this woman's name is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's Liz to us. She's Liz. Yeah. Um, okay, you got to do the right thing for Jessica. So Liz, she's gonna be mad about it. Liz is reluctant to get involved, which it's like and that Prentice sucks. Is shocked because well, because she just told her the plan. So she's like, well, crap. Yeah. Like if you give this away, like I might have yeah. fucked this all up. Yeah, we're done. We're toast. Okay, so Rossi is saying that he wants to go in for the yeah, raid because and hotch is like Prentice and reed are in there and someone like they're nervous about it yeah 
And so, why does it feel like someone's missing? No one's missing. Well, JJ's not there, but she's real po- yeah. Well, she is there. Garcia, yeah. we haven't seen a lot. Yeah. All okay, right. so we're they're... Planting the dynamite. Yeah, we're loading, loading up our charges here. Getting everything ready to go. Set it all pretty. And Reed is like, this is fucking nuts. Like, I'd rather not blow I'd up. I'd really rather not blow up today. Um, Reed is all, or Prentice is just like staring at the wall. She's just like in the zone. Okay. Liz, Liz is getting Jessica. And she's like, come on, we have to go. All right. And we're, we're seeing, seeing the SWAT team get ready. The team, helmet up. Yep, helmet up. <laughs> um, Everybody's putting on their vests. There's a lot of going around. Here comes Liz. They're setting the place to blow up. And she's all like, right. Okay. So she's going to let Prentice go. And she's like, I told Jesse that she needed to get the children. Um, okay. Where's the man that came in with me? He's in the chapel. She's like, it's 2.45. We have to oh, fucking hurry. Oh, we got 15 hurry. minutes. So. Okay. Yep. There's some gasoline intensity, with some dynamite. Intensity. <laughs> intensity intensifies. Yeah. All right. So, There's some jibber jabber going on with Cyrus. Some dude, the same, the little second in command guy says, like, there's a problem. Like, look out the front door. And so he opens the door and he can see that he they're mobilizing. The We've got ourselves Oh, the Humvees. Right. That's the distraction. So he says they and lied to like, us. Should we do it now? No. Let them get closer. So now they're saying, like, okay, let them get closer and then we can blow them up too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it's a blow. two for one. I got my special. Bible and I got my rifle. Yep. Let's go. And then he shoots into the sky. <laughs> so badass. I, I will I'll be honest, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> I feel like that would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay so he sets oh, his timer that's the detonator yeah not the bible that's not a bible right. that is his detonator all right so sneaking the kids are the coming down the, down the hallway sneaking around with you up oh, okay <gasps> flashbang Something exploded it's a flashbang all right so they've come in they're 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 they've breached the door they got one guy down Let's slide him away. You gotta get him out of the way. You gotta keep moving. I don't know why I keep doing the southern accent. We're in Colorado. Yeah, we're not really like. <laughs> all right, What's so Colorado sound like. So all the cult Colorado leaders are into it. Okay, so Prentice comes downstairs. She's got all the kids. Oh, she's reunited with Morgan. Yep. Everybody's happy. They're like, all right, no, we not. gotta go this way. <laughs> and they're skirts. like, where is Reed? And he's like, he's in the chapel. We have to go. And we Emily, gotta get him. oh my gosh, Prentice looks so sad. She looks so I sad. I want to give her a hug. Okay, and so surprise, surprise, Jessica, the daughter, is pissed, and she's like, "You can't do this. He's my husband." And so she like <laughs> runs back in. She runs back. Oh, and they Jessica. won't let Liz's mom go after her. And so yeah, Morgan's like, "I will get her." Like, relax. And it's like, okay, so we're gonna. So Reed is just quoting the Bible to all of the people in the chapel, the follower people in the chapel. Yeah. Is blowing yourself well, up he's, something yeah, part so of a he's, prosperous he's future? He's trying to talk them out of it at this point, being like, this isn't the Bible. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you can <laughs> use the Bible to say anything, so whatever. And we're really having a Bible tet Yeah, we're having a Bible Ooh, off right he now. he shoves Reed. And he you says... You cannot convert my brothers. Yep. Right-hand man moved across the room from one shot to another. Yeah, he did. Reed, Continuity error. So, okay. So, the one guy right, is trying to disengage one bomb. Yeah. But there's still the bomb up in the chapel that they can't get to. Yeah. Um, And they come! Slow-mo. Slow everybody shooting everybody. fucking mo. So, Cyrus is dead. Detonator's down. He goes down. But he clear, just... Clear. 
clear. Okay. So where's they're like, Emily? all right, where's Emily's Emily? Fine. Uh-oh. And then there's There's Jessica, Jessica the teenage daughter wife. And she sees that her husband's dead. Oh, and then she sees, she the, sees detonator, the detonator. And she's she going to pick it up. up. Reed, ah! run. He, so he grabs Morgan. And he's like, run. The slow-mo is so much It's happening so right intense. Now. And, and there explosion. it goes. Explosion. Oh, I guess we saw the explosion at the beginning of yeah, the Yeah, so the beginning, we? that was like a preview. Oh. Okay, so they've got pretty much everybody out because we're seeing lots yeah. of kids right. and everything Trickle gush flow. Trickle, trickle, trickle flow gush. gush. Trickle flow gush. Like, we win. <laughs> Yeah, we did it. Um, like, this is way more successful than Waco was. They did not save that many <laughs> yeah. people. Like, one person died. So, Emily turns around oh, wait, but and maybe she's not like, where's Reed and Morgan? They there they are. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank, Thank God. God. That's two episodes in a row. Oh, wait, no. Last episode. Two episodes in the first episode. three, like, where people yeah. are blowing up. Like, What was the last episode about again? Angel Maker. Right. Nice. I don't know. So they're like, oh, where's Jesse? What happened to Jesse? It's like, homegirl blew she herself up. She kaboomed it all. She was the kaboomer. Yeah. And so they're just looking now at Liz's Liz mom. Liz is so sad. Liz is so sad. That's very sad, it Liz. Because all of this was to save her, and in the end, she couldn't save her. She Damn. ruined it. She did it all. Princess has nothing to say. She doesn't. She has nothing to say. I was going to say, if we mark Gordon right out of that shot. I, I thought know. they were going to, but we're on the yeah. jet. We're on the jet. Ayn Rand. You quote Ayn Rand at the end of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. But I guess it's libertarian. So. so Emily goes and sits with Reed and he's reading a book and she's like, hey, dude, like we survived some shit together. <laughs> I need you to listen to me. Oh, Reed, don't hold the guilt for what Cyrus did to me. Yep. She was like, it was my decision to volunteer that it was me and I would do it again. And she's like, do you It's similar to the guilt that JJ feels after Reed gets to buy his head. Right. Yes. It's sort of like he's on the opposite side of that. Yeah. Totally. But and they're just holding I would hands. say a little less intense. Dude, do I wish that they got together in the end? No. <laughs> I still don't, but I like them as friends. I like them as friends. And now I think we're going to fade That back. ups them on my BAU friendship. Totes my goats. All right. Mark Gordon. Mark Gordon. Ooh, boy. That was an intense episode. It it, it held up. It held up 100%. I'm going to say it. It, it did, did not disappoint. It I liked disappoint. it better maybe this time. It's... It's... It's just good, like, from start to finish. Like, you, like everything, I, I really can't even, I don't have any complaints, I don't think. Like, I, I don't, don't either. I, my only, like, they're clearly trying to do a cult episode. Yeah. They kind of, like, shoved a bunch, not a bunch, but just, like, a couple cult things it's, in there. It's a little heavy-handed with the cult references. Like, because right. it's, like, and, we get it. Yeah. They're a cult, but it's, like, they're drawing, it's, like, obviously, like, Waco is called out by name many times. Like, it's very over and over situation. and over and over again. But then you get a little bit of the Jim Jones mixed in there. You get your Ruby mm-hmm. Ridge references. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like, it's very much, like, let me smack you in the face with the fact that this this is a cult episode, but yeah, but I like it. It's I done like to be so well. In the face with cults. Well, it's done so well, and like the storytelling's great. Like it's the team dynamics are out of this world. Out of this world. Out of this like, world. Between like it is just truly amazing work by all of them yes. that they were able to coordinate this whole thing yeah. without any communication from the inside to the outside. Yep. Or just like sneaky 
like listening devices. subliminal yeah 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 i mean i think that is a really great point because i think that that may be like what we see here is like in terms of like their team dynamic and them working together like is really like the best of the best of their team dynamic and it's yeah. like it's a great example of how well it will continue to work like with and like i think it's a testament to like all of that character development and all of that team camaraderie development that we've been doing for the last four seasons right to finally get to a place where it's like it's believable to me that they would have be able to pull that kind of thing off like right if you were to try and do this episode like back like in Gideon days like I would not believe you because Gideon would would be like let me talk to him all by myself yeah like I'm not gonna tell you what I'm doing and then I'll walk out there like unarmed and not tell you I'm going like yeah it's like it it it's it's been building I think to this sense of like they truly are a team and they work as a team and they all bring their strengths to it but they yeah also trust each other to like work together and i think that maybe is the element that was always kind of missing with gideon is like he didn't trust anybody and like i think as a result none of them really like trusted him either or like trusted each other and like i think what we're seeing now is like they're finally like they would all die for one another but they also like trust each other to like do the right thing and it's beautiful i also i really appreciate the dynamic like the leadership dynamic where hotch is kind of calling the shots but he's like rossi i want you to actually be the one calling the shots and like and he trusts rossi to do it and to do it in the way that rossi thinks is right and to use the strategies and the tools that he thinks is right and he doesn't second guess him we see classic rossi yeah like which is just like we're just, the just even, everybody's nailing it well and i think like that's a good point too is that like when rossi first shows up on the scene like mid season three he's a little distant like not really right. all weird. that he's a little weird he's weird he's not the rossi that we all like know and love and i feel like now yeah. he is be- at this he's point absolutely that rossi. he is absolutely the rossi that we know and love which mm-hmm. is that just kind of that like even keeled like voice of reason like papa bear like kind of thing yeah. of like he all he cares about every single one of them like the fact that he was like i'm going in because like i need to know that like prentice and reader okay yeah. like i am not gonna sit back and like watch from the sidelines like right that like that is quintessential yeah. rossi he has finally blossomed into the rossi that yeah. we that we expect yeah. so papa rossi. Papa rossi i also will say it's refreshing to see a storyline that involves Reed, like a like a personal team storyline that has Reed in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a real absence in the second half of season three of Reed. Like we talked about that, how like Reed doesn't necessarily get as much of the development as the other characters no, do. No, not until they like try to throw those random like details right, in exactly. at the end. Yeah. But this one, we bring Reed back into the fold. It's a little less Morgan, a little less Garcia, a little less JJ. Right. But it's very like Reed is sort of back in it. Like let's bring back in how he's like really good at mind games. He knows things really well from the Bible. Like he can, (laughs) he does, he does that like brainiac talky shit so well. And so that's how he like really rises to where he uh, is in that cult so fast. He does. 
he does the best of that mind game shit that Gideon did, but he mm-hmm. does it better because he does because he's not missing the empathy chip. So like he's able right. to read people really well, like no pun intended, but he <laughs> and like and like feed whatever it is that they're giving to him back to them. But I yeah. feel like it comes across more genuinely because like he's not like a heartless drone the way that right. Gideon and he doesn't was. he doesn't have Gideon has that like egotistical egotistical hypermasculinity right that like really pushed him to be like try to assert himself as the alpha right but reed comes at it from you're the alpha dog right i'm just here to be like yeah dude like, you, you're dude. right like you're totally right i'm totally yeah. on your like, side i get it yeah i'm right there with you bro yeah like let's not kill anybody about it totally yeah and that's what makes him better than gideon and i do well yeah absolutely but i think like <laughs> and i think too like I like the Emily Reed like like dynamic yes. that we get here, which we don't get. We haven't gotten a ton of the two of them kind of partnering up and being like a little bit. Like she was the one that noticed his weird like PTSD he had before anybody yeah. else did after the Tobias Henkel thing. But like I feel like we haven't seen it in a while of like just the two of them kind of being in the field together. And like I love. I love that dynamic that they have and I love that we got to see that a little bit at the end of like her telling him like not to feel guilty and like yeah. it's just like a sweet moment between the two a of really, them. Really, really genuine. Yeah. And I think like they, I know like they are very, like Matthew Gray Goobler and Patrick Brewster are very close in real life. So I think yeah. that that like definitely comes across the screen when they act together and when their characters yeah. are together and like you see that yeah. in this episode. And it's another episode where Emily Prentice is a badass. So, like, what yes. could you possibly ask for? When she's just, like, <laughs> getting beat up and she's like, whatever, I can take it. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck yes. Yeah. And, like, that, that's... Like, that's all I can say. Fuck yes. Fuck yes, but also, like, to your point, like, Emily Prentice can hold her fucking own. Yeah, like, she, she, she could she could have right kicked then. his ass if she really wanted to. But, like, again, like, that strength and that, like, clarity of mind that she had to know that, like, that would have not made the situation any better. So, like, she's just going to take the beating and live to fight another moment and, like, yeah. help in a, a different way. Like, it's just good. This is good. It it's is. so good. It is. And then I think I liked it. on top of it, too, like you have that element of it is a little bit different of a format. And I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. about it a lot. We like the episodes that break format a little bit. So it's like, obviously, mm-hmm. there's no unsub in this episode. Like we know exactly right. who we're dealing with from start to finish. But and it all kind of happens in this like little vacuum of this cult compound. But right it's done so well. And the storytelling is so good. And the acting is so great. Like, it's just a really solid episode from yeah. start to finish. It's still like I think sometimes I can find myself a little bit bored when when the when we know the unsub already. Right. I'm thinking of the guy who like was drowning people in pools and yes. traveling. You know what's his name? And um, like when you know the unsub, it's almost like there's no surprise. Mm-hmm. But this one, like. There's no surprise. I mean, except for the twist in the end that Jessica detonates the bomb. Right. But, like, it's got the mind games going on the whole time, and that's what really keeps you on the edge of the seat. It's criminal minds. <laughs> yes. They return to the title in this one. Yes, they do. This is an episode Mandy Patinkin probably could support. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I think that's what keeps it from falling into that like bored we know the unsub situation Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. And it's interesting that like, there's like the premises that Prentice and Reed are going in undercover. Like if it were just, okay, we need to call in the FBI because it's like Waco and we have this like, host- not hostage, but, but like, yeah, like this siege kind happening. of a hostage yeah. situation. Like the fact that Reed and Prentice are in the inside is what adds this very interesting layer mm-hmm. and they do it very well mm-hmm. and it's very criminal mindsy. Yeah, totally. And it's just unique to the show very much so. Yeah, definitely. Because it's not something that probably would ever happen in real life. Well, and that's the thing is like the beginning <laughs> of the episode you think it's going to be one thing, which is that you think that, okay, Emily and Reed are going in undercover. They're going to profile, you know, the members of this cult to like figure out what's going on with these child brides. And then it so quickly like turns on a dime and it's like, Oh wait, now hold on a second. We have a Waco situation. Like shit's blowing up. Like it's, it's yeah. And it becomes this like whole other thing. Um, Yeah. It's very criminal mindsy, but it's done well. And I, yeah, I appreciate it. It's just good. It's good. Honestly, like, when I think about this episode, it's not quite like, um, what was the mall episode called? Seven Seconds. Seven Seconds. It's not, like, Seven Seconds level where, like, I know that's going to be in my series top five, but, like, it's definitely a contender for a series best. Oh, see, I would feel pretty confident saying that like for me this episode is the episode to beat for my top five like for my number one episode of the season like yeah like it's well yeah it's it's definitely top five like possibly number one and yeah i think like very possibly like yeah one of my favorite episodes of the whole show like it's one of those ones that sticks out in your brain yeah for sure. And um, another memorable yeah. guest spot. Like, if you, I mean, like... So many memorable so guest So many spots. memorable guest spots. This is, but, like, jam-packed with guest spots. But, yeah, like, Luke Perry, like, being a pretty recognizable face and being a cult leader. Like, yeah. that's a... That was an interesting casting choice, but it worked. So. Yeah. Did you watch 90210? Oh, yes. Not when oh. it was on, but I, there was, I was gonna say, a. Were you old enough? No, I was. My sisters did. My sisters were obsessed <laughs> with it when it was when it was actually on the air. But um, I watched it. They put it in reruns um, on some channel, like when I was in college. I feel like it was on E all the time. Might have been E. It might have been the soap channel though there was a there was a soap i don't think that exists anymore but there was a soap channel for a while the soap network the soap network network? (laughs) and they would play and they would play like 90210 and like one tree hill and the oc like during the day when i was in college and so i think that so i watched i don't know if i've seen all of them but i've seen quite a few of them because of that okay but yeah well then yeah 90210 baby um i can say i've never watched it I mean, if you love, I mean, you know that I love a good trashy teenage television show. You do. Yeah. It's a a guilty pleasure of mine, so I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So. I can't judge. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) to each his own. Everybody's got their thing. You've got, you're into cults and superhero shows, and I like teenage trash and (laughs) vampire shows. I mean, I can't. (laughs) I can't be ashamed. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think you're first. I think I am. So, welcome to Kelly's recommendation corner. <laughs> Happy to be I'm here. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give another um, sort of like blankets. I'm gonna set a scene for you with this one. 
<laughs> okay. It's a, it's kind of a two for one. Okay. But we're entering, today was the coziest day of the year so far. Uh, for me. <laughs> so in Pittsburgh, we had our first snow today. Mm-hmm. At least in my part of Pittsburgh. We in did. The south. We got, we got some too. Yeah, so it got a little blustery. We had that snow globe scenario where it's really like blowing around and it's big, thick snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I had to burp. <laughs> <laughs> Let it so out. It's all right. I did. I assembled one of my favorite beverages for a nice, cozy day. <laughs> and this is part of the recommendation. Okay. I like to take, and it's not its not a unique to me cuisine. This isn't a Kelly Gourmet original. This is a thing people do. I like to to get my cup of coffee, all right? Just a regular old, I, I pour it over into my super grandma mug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and the then, dramatic explanation of how you're making this is just <laughs> really doing it. Yep. Um, and then I got from our hot chocolate cabinet you have a hot chocolate cabinet well so you know you know those unreachable cabinets yeah like ours is above the hood that's over our stove yeah yeah, i can't reach that most of the time yeah so we put things we don't use that often up there hot chocolate and ramen oh okay (laughs) so up into the hot chocolate cabinet i had to have cassie get it because i can't reach bag of ghirardelli hot chocolate special dark or not special dark just special (laughs) pour that into the coffee and then just add, add. I like to add uh, some milk, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you get yourself that Ho-Cho coffee situation. Yeah. Kind of a mocha thing. Yeah. But like at home. Yeah. And so that's one of my favorite cozy beverages um, when it's cold outside. Yeah, totally. And the snow's falling. So that's recommendation number one. My other recommendation, while you're living this life, you're on the couch, you're covered in your blanket. Uh, Because it's a little chilly. I also want to recommend, at the beginning of our holiday season here, I want to recommend the Ella Fitzgerald Christmas album, Ella Wishes You a Swingin' Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's the best Christmas album of all time. Whoa. That's a statement right there. Listen, I firmly believe that Ella Fitzgerald's Sleigh Ride is the most perfect recording of any song ever. Wow. Not just Christmas, but it is my absolute favorite Christmas. Wow. Wow. It's perfect. She's impeccable on it. The band is impeccable. The trombone solo is impeccable. The drums are recorded very well. Everything sounds perfect. Okay. It's perfect. Check it out. It's my absolute favorite. It's always been my favorite because growing up, like, you know, in the olden times when you had to listen to your music on CDs. In the olden not even, times. Not even the oldest olden times, just like an era ago when you had to use CDs to listen to your music. So around the holidays, I would have to get out like the slate of Christmas albums off of the shelf to put into my Discman. <laughs> <laughs> and for some random reason, one of the Christmas CDs we had was an Old Navy christmas album what that like they used to release the christmas music that they'd play really i feel like starbucks used to do this starbucks too, definitely like, used to do it like it would be like like a playlist yeah but, like their personal thing and ella fitzgerald's sleigh ride was on there and it's always been one of my favorites because of that 
Huh. Like the the songs that are on that CD remain to me the most iconic Christmas songs. <laughs> <laughs> from because i've listened Navy. to them my whole life that's so funny no idea why we had that cd i can't imagine anyone in my family spending money on it it had to have been given to one of the people in my family as a gift which is also hilarious because someone was like <laughs> oh my gosh this old navy christmas like cd i 100 yeah, like, think of you ryan at merry christmas <laughs> exactly but yeah, also Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby is on there, and that used to be one of my favorites. Now looking back, I'm like, why did like they let seven year old Kelly like sing Santa Baby? This because weird song about Santa. We yeah, it's <laughs> Santa Baby and Baby It's Cold Outside are two yeah. like very weird Christmas songs that yeah. like I feel like just recently everyone was like, wait a second. Like, I feel like Santa we- Baby is less weird. It's just weird because it sexualizes it's Santa. Less, yeah. But Baby It's Cold Outside is a little predatory. Ba- yeah. Baby It's Cold Outside is problematic. Santa Baby is just like it's just skeevy. It's just highly sexual for a Christmas song, and it is weird yeah. when you put Are it on and let children Santa? listen to it, because you're yeah. just like, yeah. that's very yeah. bizarre. You don't let that play after Rudolph. No, no. That's at your, like, grown-ups only Christmas party. You know? <laughs> exactly. I picture, like, like, a drunk mom singing that oh, to yeah. her significant other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> after she's had just like a little too much red wine and yeah, like or too much nog, she was getting noggin, and she just is like, and she thinks Santa that she's baby. like, and she thinks she's singing it really, really How? well. I need a Moira Rose rendition of Santa Baby. <laughs> Santa Baby, baby. <laughs> oh my god, slip a sable. Oh my god, I wish they had done Blimey. that. That would have been good. Um, I guess we, we get the routine, so. That is the routine. Um, yeah, so well, that's my recommendation. That was Sip your uh, cocoa coffee while you listen to that Ella's Swinging Christmas. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so just, it's good. everybody go out and find that Old Navy Christmas CD. I'm sure you can <laughs> find it on eBay. It's probably, you know how back then it would also be like edition number five. Yeah, like the fifth year they made it. Yeah. Like now that's what I call music, 97 or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what edition. It's not number one. It's not oh, the first Old Navy Christmas It's not the OG CD. Old Navy Christmas I can picture CD. the cover in my head clear as day, too. So it's fun. one of those things that's just, like, deeply imprinted on my mind. I have, so. like, very distinct memories. We listened to... Um, the, we My mom and dad had a CD that was, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I have very distinct memories of listening to that, like when we were in the car, like you know, oh, around yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, and like, like just like what? How fucking annoying to listen to like <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks sing Christmas songs. But like, I have like very distinct memories of it, and sometimes I think about it of just like I, I want. It's like I have that nostalgia for it, but I'm like, I'm yes. almost, I'm almost afraid to try and find it because then I feel like I'll listen to it and be like, this is terrible and then it'll ruin that whole like (laughs) that's how i I feel i have one of the first cds i ever got was the hanson christmas album oh my god (laughs) and i sometimes will return to it and just be like i loved this how (laughs) it's not like the in sync christmas album evergreen 
Oh. You can return to that. Yes. It's not Christmas until you listen to Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. No, it's ugh, a classic. Or their acapella version of Oh Holy Night, which we did listen to today. And I just like go all in on that one. <laughs> I'm singing all parts by myself, you know? <laughs> it's so good. So good. Oh, man. Highly recommend, but not the Hanson Christmas album. Don't recommend that. <laughs> that is not I think Kelly the year approved. I got that was the same year I got the Anastasia soundtrack. So. <gasps> the best. An iconic year for mm-hmm. Kelly McMaster. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Music wise, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for the So that's my recommendation. You know, set the scene, get cozy, and, and welcome the holiday season. Yeah. Obviously, this was a little more geared toward Christmas, but whatever you celebrate, yeah. it's still cold outside and cozy. We all enjoy the snowflakes. Also, I know a lot of people that aren't Christmas celebrators who do enjoy Christmas music. And by a lot, I mean two. <laughs> <laughs> They're both Jewish. Such an expansive <laughs> study you've done. <laughs> it is. So that's that. Yeah. There's also lots of holiday songs that are put in Christmas music that aren't Christmas. Like Sleigh Ride is not a Christmas song. Right, it's a winter song. A winter song. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So Yeah. Enjoy that. Enjoy. So your turn. My Time turn. For a fun fact. Welcome <laughs> to Fun Fact Corner. Um <laughs> Kelly took the wind out of our sails a little bit. I'm sorry. But it's okay. Um I have a little bit of a two parter. We kind okay. of already have discussed it a little bit, but I'll start with the first one, which is um, Joel Murray, who is who played the attorney general that we saw in this episode. He did co-star with Thomas Gibson in Dharma and Greg. Uh, so we've got a little bit of a fun crossover there between Thomas Gibson and his other very I bet that role. was really fun for them. <laughs> Thomas Gibson yells at him. I, I bet, bet that was like, really Bro, you're fun today. for him. I didn't look, see, like, I watched Dharma and Greg, but I remember very little about the show or the characters or anything. Who did he play? Did he play some, like... He was Greg's, like, BFF. Okay, that's what I thought, but I they worked wasn't together? totally sure. Yeah. I love Because Greg, Dharma Greg, Greg was the suit. Yeah. With, like, the, like, super uptight parents. Yeah. And then Dharma was a hippie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we watched Dharma and Greg a lot, too. I loved Dharma and Greg. Um, So anyway, so yeah, that's a little bit of a fun crossover there. Um, And then the other kind of just, like, bonus, like, interesting fun fact, we've talked about it a little bit sort of already, but, um, you know, this idea that they're very heavy-handed with the cult references in this episode. And so while the episode is mainly directly inspired by the Branch Davidians and David Koresh and, you know, the siege in Waco... The character of Benjamin Cyrus is actually intended to be like an amalgamation of David Koresh. Amalgamation? Um, is that not a word? Isn't it amalgam? <laughs> I don't know. Now- amalgamation. Uh, now I don't know. I Sorry. don't know. <laughs> he is a combination. He's a of, composite sketch. He's a composite of sketch of David Koresh. Jim Jones, because you got the... Amalgamation. It is a word. Oh, my God. sorry. (laughs) So it's making me feel like an idiot. Oh, no, wait. It's a verb. It's a noun, but it's the action process a result of combining or uniting. (laughs) Thank you for that quick Google. That was... (laughs) I'm sorry. It was really bothering me. Um, uh, So anyway, let me try this again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. All ears. David Koresh. Then you've got Jim, which, like, that's the most obvious, because obviously they're, like, beating us over the head with the, you know, Waco thing. Yeah. But you do yeah. get the Jim Jones in there with the jug wine and mm-hmm. the poison suicide. 
And then you do also get a little bit of Randy Weaver, who is the primary person of interest in the Ruby Ridge incident, which Ruby Mm -hmm. Ridge, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like people know less about. It's, like, less famous, but still important because it was you know the thing that kind of came first before Waco happened but apparently he he's also so when they wrote the character they intended to kind of take those three and kind of mash them all together and make them into their fictional um fictional cult leader but it's like definitely I think like swings more heavy on the David Koresh like I think yeah, that's definitely, definitely like David Koresh with like a little bit of the other two yeah um but anyway so there you go yeah nothing too exciting whatever i like it (laughs) i always like the fun facts thank you i appreciate it that's you know what we're trying to do have fun with i really want to watch dharma and greg right now do you think it's it's streaming (laughs) jinx i don't think i've never seen it anywhere I started, I feel like a few years ago it was streaming somewhere and I started watching it, but now I'm not sure. That feels like something that would be on I'm doing a quick peacock. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It's on Hulu. Oh, okay. I can watch it on Hulu. You could. You could turn it off. You could turn it on right now and watch it. Oh, it was on ABC, so that's why it's not on Peacock. Mm, Okay. I know that. He's a U.S. attorney. He's straight up a U.S. attorney. Which is, like, essentially who Hotch is. Hotch was also a U.S. attorney. (laughs) Is Criminal Minds just a Dharma and Greg (laughs) spinoff? Yes, obviously. It's all connected. It's all in the same universe, obviously. I'm in. I buy it. (laughs) Like, it's like, it is funny because, yeah, at first glance, you would be like, oh, my gosh, like, Dharma and Greg and Criminal Minds, like, what a departure for him to, like, suddenly be on this, like, crime procedural. And then, yeah, you get into it and you're like, or does he have a type? And we just didn't realize it, (laughs) which is that he plays lawyers. That's it. That's it. Although he was in that drama about doctors with Mandy Patinkin. Ah, yes. Chicago Hope. (laughs) My favorite. A classic. (laughs) Uh, well, he's also Thomas some Gibson, soap I guess. Operas. Well, he's got a face for soaps. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I feel like soap opera leading men have that like very distinct look of like you're not sure if they're attractive or like hot, <laughs> but they're a little scary looking too. Like they look like they could punch you at any time. I agree Which with you. Which is weird because Thomas Gibson gets fired from this show for being a little for aggressive. punching someone in the face or kicking them. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just know it was violent. It was yeah. There was physical. <laughs> there was a physical altercation. We'll get there when we get. We'll there, get there guys. when we get there. But I think. I agree with you. I feel like men in soap operas fall into two categories. They're either, like you just said, like, like you're not really sure if they're handsome and like attractive because they're kind of severe looking. But you're yes. like, but you're like, I, I, I feel like from the from the you know content that's being thrown at me that I'm supposed to find you attractive. All right, you're supposed to be so beautiful. But then there's the other category of men of men in soap operas which are the like just like totally like typically beautiful man, which is that mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. you're almost to the point where you're just like it's not normal that you exist because like <laughs> it you should be CGI. Like, like I don't Shamar understand. Moore. Like Shamar Moore. And you're just kind of like <laughs> 
what's happening here? Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the two categories. Either they are like traditionally beautiful and you're just like, holy shit. Or they're kind of weird looking, but you're like, I'm still supposed to be attracted to you. But <laughs> I'm I just like marveling at your face. This makes know. me feel weird because I don't want to be attracted to you. That kind of yeah. thing. I mean, I'll also admit I've never watched soap operas. Oh, I got into soap operas a little bit. Yeah, you did. That's I, so, yeah, this yeah. tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I imagine your mom watched soaps too. <gasps> Nancy loved All My Children. She yeah. watched All My Children through most of my like young, young childhood. She got off mm-hmm. of it eventually, but I have very distinct memories as like a like a pre-K like age kid, like kindergarten kid of her watching All My Children. I feel like now that I'm working from home, this is my time to get into soaps. This could be it. Take advantage. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> Cassie just looked at me and shook her head. <laughs> what would you... Like every day at like three o'clock, I just like sit down and watch whatever's on ABC. Like are you a little... Or are you like an as the world turns? I don't or know. like a little bit of a guiding What's light situation? the hourglass. These... Days of our lives. Days of our <laughs> lives. All My I Children is not on anymore. That's gone. Okay. I was into passions for a while. That oh, was I've never even heard of that. That one. was that was my soap opera that I was into for a while. I think I'm intimidated because do you know <laughs> soap operas also make me think of and maybe you don't have this phenomenon. I don't know. Did your family get the newspaper every day when you were a yeah. child? Those comics that are like the dramatic comics. What? <laughs> Listeners, what let us know if you know what I'm talking about. about. I can't think of the name of them, but like there's comic strips. Like you have your like Beetle Bailey, your Curtis, like your usuals, Peanuts, all that stuff. What? Your and dramatic like, comic strips? There's two that are just like story comic strips that what? like. That tell like a dramatic story, but it's only like what, they're a like five second snippet. They're like <laughs> the graphic novels of the newspaper. Yes, I've never and, like, seen full such a pop arty like picture. I mean, like classic like Archie comic comic style, but like I, it's like a soap opera comic strip. I cannot think of the names of them, but they <laughs> exist. I, don't I used know. to like, I used to like want to get into them because. The comics always ended up in the bathroom. That was just like the <laughs> MO of the McMaster's family. <laughs> and I would sit there and I would like read all the like the good ones and the funny ones. And then I would solve Slylock Fox. Like shout out if you ever saw Slylock Fox in your newspaper. And what? then like there would always be like a six differences in there too. And so I would solve that. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to make myself like understand what's going on in the drama comics. <laughs> Which is an oxymoron. What? And I would this always blows try to get my into mind because I just truly I don't could not think because I'd be like that. I don't know where I am in the story, but like I can't like there are decades of this comic strip I can't catch up. <laughs> so that's how I feel about soap operas. Like I don't like I know yeah. I just have to dive in. Here's the but thing, though. I'm intimidated. Here's the thing about soap operas: is I feel like. Yes, you're the idea of like jumping into a show in the middle is a little daunting because you're like, how will I know what's going on? Like, what will I be able to understand? But the great thing about soap operas is that it's so bad and it's like the (laughs) storylines are so odd that I feel like it doesn't take you that long to just like catch up. 
Yeah. Like. It's so, they're so weird. They're That's so weird. That's such a weird sect of TV. Yeah. So I think I feel like, like. they have to be dying I, out. I think like you just would, you just got to jump in head first and just expect that you're, there's going to be moments where you're not exactly sure who somebody is or like what is going on. But you don't need to. Just keep, <laughs> you just keep watching and you'll eventually figure it out. Right. Or you'll get okay. you'll get so far along that it won't matter anymore that you didn't know what they were talking about <laughs> in that first episode that you watched, you know? Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. I like this time I next week I might a, be a week. as a soap opera lady. I think that that might be something that would work <laughs> for you. That's my new personality trait. <laughs> yeah. Kelly McMaster's watches soaps. Which one was Kelly Ripa on? All My Children. No. Days uh- yeah, actually, I think she was on All My Children. Okay. It's either that or Days of My that. Lives. I'm not... Days of My... Days of My <laughs> Lives. Days of Our Lives. <sighs> but... Oh, God, I love Kelly Ripa. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, we've been talking about soap operas for the last 10 minutes, but... Um, <laughs> This Listen, is... listeners, if you're a soap opera person, let me know. Give me some tips give on her how to wreck. get in. You give her a yeah, wreck Give for me once. a wreck. I'm interested. Yeah, she's into it. <laughs> Let's turn Kelly like into know. a soap opera lady. I think that it would be a great look for her. Um, Thank you. Anyway, this is the part where we remind you that you can follow us on social media. Pew, 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 uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Unknown Subject Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at Unknown Sub Pod. Tweet, tweet, tweet. We're still trying to get noticed by Paget Brewster on Twitter. So if you guys could help us out with that, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. Also, doing that tweet tweet thing reminded me about Hotch's ear problem and how that's not a factor. Literally, oh there's God. an explosion. <laughs> and it's not like, oh, does he have PTSD you from that time he exploded? You are absolutely right. I totally <laughs> forgot. Bring it back around 20 minutes later. I but, like, <laughs> totally what forgot about that. What happened to Hotch's, like, explosion Yeah, we're done with that. Issues. He was literally, yeah. like, the doctor literally in the last episode was like, you will go deaf. And now it's, like, not a problem. Yeah. We're over no. it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. That yeah. just kind of went what away. Let's keep track. Maybe it'll come back around a la uh, Reed's like Reed. yeah. PTSD drug addiction. drug addiction. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Something guys. to look we'll forward see. to. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you can follow us on social media. Yeah. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. No new reviews. I checked today. I was going to say, I also checked today. There's nothing new to report, but we do appreciate everybody who has left mm-hmm. us a review so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Offer stands. We will read them on an episode if you leave us mm-hmm. one. Um, Listen, here's my challenge to you guys to Ooh, help okay. us get noticed by Paget Brewster. Go ahead and uh, tweet the episode. You can go whatever your thing is. I'm sure there's a share link option. Tweet the episode and tag us and Paget Brewster and just like write something fun in there. <laughs> that's my that's your homework. OK, guys. Yeah. Thanks. We appreciate it. <laughs> Talking to you, Pancake. There's someone who follows us whose username is Pancake. Nice. That's exciting. <laughs> Good for them. Um, but yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you for being here today. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I had quite a giggle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll be back for more next week with a whole next new week, episode. The Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll Are record. We, do you want to take a hiatus next week? No, Thanksgiving doesn't okay. interfere. Beautiful.
beautiful thanksgiving's on that thursday we record on tuesdays excitement. well we don't need to yeah. yeah um anyway yeah we'll be back next week for a thanksgiving episode of criminal minds we'll tell you what we're thankful for okay we can do that um <laughs> we'll forget i bet but i'm gonna write it down it's I'm a nice set a reminder it's a nice idea in theory um <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. And as they say, when they catch the unsub, it's It's over. over.